Now, we are looking at SIBKL at Sungai Bolo, being the fervent church, being a fervent church for the Lord. And as we prepare our hearts, let's just look to God in prayer again as we, before we jump into the slides, right? Father, you are a good God. And this morning, we thank you for your fervency, for your Holy Spirit in each one of us that strengthens us, that anoints us, that enables us to receive your word. Father, I just ask for a fresh anointing upon each one of us myself and every single one of my brothers and sisters who will be listening to this word that from my mouth to their ears you anoint the word you tweak the word holy spirit so that today to every one of us all of us myself included your word will be life strength healing and indeed health to our flesh and strength to our bones in jesus name amen right let's just Jumping to the first slide. The Roman Church. Let's read from Romans 12, 9, uh, 9 to 12. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another. In verse 11, this is going to be the key verse, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. This is Romans 12, 9 to 12. And as you can see on the left-hand side, the fervent church is one that reflects the character of Christ and bears the mark of the cross. When they see us, they must see each one of us, the church carrying the presence of the Lord, bearing the marks of the cross having the character of christ in our demeanor in our attitudes in our approach sometimes we don't even have to say a word because we carry the spirit of god even our presence in a certain place should change the environment amen so let's go to the first slide sorry this next one cool fervent it comes from the greek word Two words here, right? Estinis, extinis, which is out plus stretch, and it stands for extended, strained, or stretched. Also stands for earnestly or eagerly. What is the combination of both, right? Uh, out and stretch. The second word, zeo, it means to boil or to be hot, like a fever of sorts, in a good sense, okay? Burning hot. Zeal, uh, zeal, zealousness, diligence, ardent, intense burning, a burning. So you put all these things together, or these two concepts of extinis, that is outstretch and zeal to boil, to, to be hot, to be intense. Putting these two concepts together, to be fervent would be to stretch yourself beyond what is expected, to stretch yourself to this place where you continually progress. Rather than being lukewarm, it is the decision to keep stirring and rekindling the fire within you. That means you are continually moving in terms of being fervent. Fervency is to be alive, not dead, and continually moving forward. And when you look at uh, Romans 12, uh, 11 just now, that, that fervent spirit, this fervent spirit expresses itself in three ways, when you look at the New Testament, 
First one is being fervent in faith and then being fervent in prayer and being fervent in love. Collectively, they give us uh, the picture of fervent, what this fervent spirit is and, you know, uh, fervent faith, fervent prayer, fervent love put together displays fervent spirit in its totality, so to speak, where the, you know, uh, where the Bible is concerned. Slide three, fervent in faith. Our affirmation and posture towards God hinges on us anchoring ourselves on him, that is on Jesus, as the object of our faith. Hebrews 12, 2 talks about Jesus being the author and perfecter of our faith, right? And Daniel 11, verse 32b, this is from the New King James Version, right? Uh, it talks about the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. It is not the people who know about their God, but it is the people who know their God, who have a, a relationship and intimate knowledge of his ways and his acts. That means we know how God thinks, we know how God speaks, we know how God moves in, 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 in a sense. And that would mean that we are closely acquainted with his ways. We know God. Amen. So this is the people that are fervent. Hebrews 11.6, this is from the Amplified Classic Translation, AMPC. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Amen. Slide 4. It talks about our posture. Being fervent in faith is our posture in serving God indicates our fervency as it directly reflects our attitude towards him. How are we serving God as we come to minister in the church, as we live out our lives? How are we serving God? Even in the smallest things, sometimes stacking up chairs. We're going into uh, DSRA Central soon. Perhaps you'll have to stack up chairs, vacuum the floor. I don't know what we're going to be doing. As much as preaching, doing worship, every single thing we do to the Lord, at the end of the day, I think in terms of credit, credit will be the same. As we collectively do it, we share in the service that we are bringing, that worship, that total collective worship we are bringing to God. Amen. And, and what is our posture in serving God? How do we approach serving God? Do we do it out of necessity? Do we do it out of boredom or tiredness? Do we do it complaining or grudgingly? Or do we, do we do it because we love the Lord and we are excited about serving the Lord? Does it bring joy to us? This is a question we have to ask ourselves. And again, our posture in serving God indicates our fervency the level of our intensity, the heat inside us, as it directly reflects our attitude towards God. God gave us his best. He gave us Jesus. He lavishes us with his love. Amen. And his best. What are we doing in response to God's love for us? How are we responding back to God? Are we lavishing him with our best? In Romans 12, 11, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. When it comes to being fervent in spirit, ultimately, it is about serving God. And before 
we say, ah, it's all service, service. Let's look at what Jesus said. John 4, 34, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish the work. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Now I'm reminded of my, our husky faith. When she sees food, she drools. She doesn't ambush the food or anything like that. She just drools. She loves food. She just drools. That is really to love food, right? Jesus, I don't know how to paraphrase it, but perhaps, you know, to him, he's not, he's not going to be drooling like a husky, but, you know, to Jesus, his food is to do the will of him who sent me. It shows you the fervency, the love he has for, the, for God, for the Father, to the point where doing the will of the Father is food to him. It's sustenance to him. It is strength to him. It is the fuel that kind of like, you know, uh, powers his life. Amen. You and I, we have to be fervent about being a servant, about service, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Sometimes the Bible puts two things side by side, you know, uh, saying one in a negative sense and one in a positive to help, the, help us understand what it means. Lagging behind in diligence is what, you know, the guy in the, in the parable of the talents that one talent man did, he just took what God gave him, or rather his master gave him, and he hid it under some, under the ground, or don't know where, uh, some poko or something, he buried it under some, some tree. And then when the master came back, he picked it up and went and gave it back to him. And what did the master say? Basically, in Ma this is in Matthew 25, 26, the master said, you wicked and lazy servant. That was what the master called him. Servant in spirit is the exact opposite. But notice what is on the other side of this verse. Lagging behind would be the wicked and lazy part, right? Servant, right? Or wicked and lazy slave. But fervent in spirit is the exact opposite. It is about serving God. And I'm sure we are all excited about serving God, right? We are excited about coming into the house of God to minister to him, to come together this morning and to serve together. I want to tell you guys something. You know, our 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 the teams that are serving, the serving teams, uh, the connect team, the serving team, those guys, you know, uh, we're managing this, the PM and so forth, Kitty and Gang, Jack, Jack, uh, yeah, and even the prayer team. I mean, I, I, I am sure that both Pastor Fergus and I can say this. We are excited and thankful to God for your service, for your fervency. Just keep that up and let's move together to the next level. Amen. Fervent in spirit is serving the Lord, serving the Lord. When was the last time we got excited about doing that? This morning, now, amen, service was the mission of Jesus. He described serving as his food. It was the reason the Son of Man came. He was fervent about it. He kept this focus and he applied himself to it with intentionality and intensity. Even Apollos uh, in Acts 18.25, Apollos was also, there's another mention of Apollos being fervent in spirit. This guy, Apollos, he was uh, uh, eloquent, he was educated, and, 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 and knowledgeable in, in lots of things, but he was really focused about speaking the word of God, preaching the word of God. He was speaking out boldly in the synagogues and teaching other people about the Lord. And, and he, I think Paul, I think Priscilla and Aquila corrected him about something in Acts 18, 27, but even then he did not let his fervor grow cold. You know, whatever happens, even if you come into some brick walls, do not let your fervor for the Lord 
the fervor about being the child, a child of God, the servant of God, let it not ever diminish. Be fervent about being God's servant. Be fervent about being his sons and daughters. Let's make it our passion to extend ourselves further. Do not let discouragement set in. Peter was imprisoned in, in, in Acts 12.5. Herod caught him and, and, and he had just executed James and now he had caught Peter and put him in prison. You know, the church could have been, been, uh, been shaken up definitely, right? But even in that place, I'm sure they could have been shocked. They could have been discouraged to some level. Yet there was this fervency for him. Acts 12.5 says the church was praying. Prayer for him was being made uh, fervently by the church, earnestly by the church to God. They didn't file lawsuits or they didn't come out and protest against Herod. What they did was they met in a house and they prayed about it. The thing is, they knew God could do it. And, and they kept praying. They knew the only way to deal with this was to go to God with fervency. There was this fervency in prayer. There's a fervency in faith, trusting that God could do what his word says he could do. Amen. And God is a good God. We all know Jeremiah 1 verse 12, God watches over his word to bring it to fulfillment. One translation says another translation, God watches over his word to fulfill it, to perform it. Amen. Now, I just want to share a testimony. Uh, I've got a few testimonies, a few Charita Kisabana. Last week, Pastor Ferks took us to uh, hang out with some mafia guys and mafioso and stuff like that. So I will stick with the locals, lah, right? We are more, uh, we'll stick to the locals, right? As far as, you, you know this, this person I'm going to talk about, uh, Pandita Fergus, Pandita Ferman, right? You know, somewhere in 2018, uh, we were up in a in a hill in Sungai Bolo uh, with Pastor Chu and, and Pastor Ferguson and myself, and we we're walking around this hill that overlooks Sungai Bolo. Uh, you know, most of Sungai Bolo, and 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 uh, at that time, we, we, uh, after the leaders uh, leaders advance, thinking about this church plant, and somehow it materialized. God brought it uh, into uh, fruition, and we were looking around for locations for. Uh, for the church, whether boleh jadika adaka ini, I mean, whether, whether it, it, it could be a viable uh, initiative to plant the church here. And I remember him coming up, walking up to me, and he said, "No, bro. He he just he just had this thing. I can't even remember his exact words, but I'm going to paraphrase this, bro. Right? So uh, he said he said something like the, the the gist of it was he would step up and do it. He felt in his spirit that God had called him to this, this place." And and you know he would step up and 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 take up this this challenge, and he knew that God had put it. The moment I think he stepped on the hill, God must have just touched him, you know, and 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 just gave him that 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 part of the blueprint. Love God doesn't give you the entire blueprint, right? It's always based on uh, obedience and progression. And 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 after that, he just was like set on fire, you know, running about all over the place non-stop. And and I think God put it in his spirit, and and he he, he was telling me he was going to bring this to I think. I think Pastor Chu, as we were driving back to the to the to the MRT station, and he was saying that you know he's going to share with Italia and 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 before you know before you know it, he stepped up in faith to step out to to really come to this place and 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 catch God's vision, trusting that the God who called is faithful, the God who called would supply 
for the journey. The God who called would provide. You know, God doesn't reveal the blueprint all at once, only progressively and only through our obedience. Today, we have started on this God birth, God driven, God honoring movement. That is SIBKLX, my bro. And guys, this is only the beginning, right? One man's obedience, we are here, all right? I'm sure many have prayed and many are praying, but we are not going to stop here. This is a movement that God is going to bring and where God is going to be glorified. And, and we, as we all partner together, we will see the destiny, the prophetic and redemptive destiny that God has for us, for our families fulfilled. We are not going to forfeit our destinies. We are not going to see our destinies terminated. Amen. When you step out in faith, when you have this fervent faith, you will move forward. You will progress. Amen. God's word is true. God is good and God is faithful. So, yep. First testimony, Pastor Fergus, because he stepped up in faith. You have seen the birthing of this church, the planting of this church. Amen. This is fervent faith. Fervent faith is one component of being fervent in spirit. The second one would be fervency in prayer. In fact, you know, we've gone, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I've read through this particular verse so many times when reading it, reading it, you know, we all quote this, right? Sometimes maybe we glibly quote it, but sometimes we quote and say, ah, you know, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. This one, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So when we read it, we always emphasize the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. But I guess we should read it more like the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much because the emphasis is on the fervent prayer. Amen. And the only effective prayer actually is fervent prayer. When Jesus prayed, you know, it was so intense. Remember, we all know Jesus was a righteous man. He was 100% man, 100% God. He was righteous. And when he prayed, remember, I think it was in Luke 22, uh, 44, Luke 22, 44. When he prayed, his sweat fell as great drops of blood in the garden. Why do you think it fell as great drops of blood? I remember a, a doctor friend was telling me it was because of the intensity of his prayer. The level of intensity the fervent prayer he was praying very fervently luke 22 44 says he's praying very fervently uh, and what we could draw from this is whether we are distressed and discouraged or happy or sad are we more fervent or less in prayer especially when we are discouraged are we more fervent or we become or we pull back you know uh We've been praying, you know, we, we all in our journey, we have had so many uh, rallies, mountain, mountain movements, valley movements, plane movements, you know, in the, in the plains, right? But one thing, I, I, you know, I just want to share this with you. I was with uh, my brother before he went to be with the Lord and, and you know, just one, a few hours before he slipped into a coma and after that, uh, less than 10 hours after that, he, he went to be with the Lord and uh, I was talking to him. And he was holding holding my hands. I was just grabbing hold of his hands, and and he he was telling me this. He said, you know, even in that in that in that in that in that situation he was in, uh, you know, uh, where the doctors had not given him much hope. He had cancer, and he was, he, you know, he felt that he we prayed, we prayed, 
God had other plans, but but the thing is this, in all that he told me, he held my hand and said, Anand, this elder brother, he said, you know what, in, in, in death or life, let God be glorified, you know? And he said, I fought to the best of what I can, but beyond this, I know that I'm going to be with the Lord. And he just told me this, never, never, you know, let's, uh, he told me never to stop the intensity of my prayers. One of the things we did was we prayed there and he said, you know, when you pray, the presence of God will be there. And it's something that, you know, when he, when he, when he told me that, I, I realized the intensity of prayer, the intensity of what God does. I mean, uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, whatever we pray for, God knows best and his answers are the best, right? The thing is this, when we pray, God answers. When we pray, God brings, God brings healing. God brings healing. I just shared the case of my brother because he reminded me about intensive, intensive prayer. I want to share another uh, a testimony here. Saudara Dawood, Uncle David, Uncle David, and uh, Sister Jenny. You guys know them very well. You know, you know, he got a diagnosis, uh, more or less around August 2020. And the gist of it is this: the doctor said that he had cancer and that he would not live beyond 20 uh, December 2020. He was unable to walk. He was not able to walk unaided and he lost mobility, uh, you know, on his feet. He couldn't, he couldn't, he had no strength in his feet and he couldn't walk for about two months or so from about September, October to about November last year. And yeah, he was discouraged. They were shocked. We were, we were all shocked. We were all saddened by what had happened, but we prayed. We just prayed, you know, intensely. But I, I just want to, uh, share this with you. you know what he did him and sister jenny they just kept on praying despite the circumstances yeah you, you know at times they, they were sad they cried we all prayed we all cried but we just kept praying and trusting god choosing to believe in his word sometimes one of the things we have to look at is do not look at the circumstances don't believe your eyes believe your father's guarantee don't believe your eyes Believe your father's guarantee, the word, you know, today, God has worked a wonderful, amazing miracle. He's back to 100%, maybe, uh, you know, maybe more than that. And uh, Sister Jenny sent us this, this thing, you know, this, this health, all clear uh, 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 thing, from, you know, he got this, this report that says he's all clear, he's 100%, okay. And guess what, from that time till now, today as a couple, they've even seen their first grandchild and they're looking forward and seeing their latter years overshadow their former years, all because of Jesus and all because they fervently prayed. The fervent prayer, I, 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 you know, when they prayed, they prayed fervently. And I just want to, again, appreciate the whole church for standing together with them in prayer. And I believe that the combined effective fervent prayer saw results. Amen. Let us be a church that is fervent in our faith, a church that is fervent in our prayer, a church that believes in the word, a church that believes in the God who promised that he's able to do what he has promised. Amen. And let us be a church that is fervent in love. When we are fervent in love, we reflect God and we reflect God best when we reflect his love. First Peter 1 Peter 1.22, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. 
we have to be fervent. We have to keep fervent. Our salvation puts us in a new relationship with God. It also makes us members of an instant family with brothers and sisters in the Lord. We are to have a sincere love from the heart and a fervent love for our brethren, for one another. As we do that, we will see the love of God stretching itself and extending itself. This is love from the heart. The disciples, you know, when Peter was in prison, why did they fervently pray for him? Because they loved him. Why did Jesus show himself a servant, you know, in John 13, 1, when he washed the feet of the disciples? Because when you look at John 13, verse 1, it says that Jesus loved them to the end. Jesus loved them to the end. 1 Peter 4, 8 says, above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. What does that mean? It doesn't mean we, we overlook those sins or just close an eye. But it means that even when we see the weaknesses in the other person, we are able to minister the love of God to that person. We are able to minister grace to that person. We don't write off that person. We are able to see them through the eyes of Jesus. We are able to see them through the eyes of God. Amen. This is that love. I want to share with you about a pastor, Pastor Mike Ho. He was Denise and uh, my uh, senior pastor many years ago when we first got married. This was in 2000, uh, uh, yeah, the year 2000. And uh, Pastor Mike, uh, you know, he used to pastor a church called El Shaddai Sanctuary in Jalan uh, Raja Laut. And they used to minister to uh, those uh, HIV positive guys, drug addicts, and all these kind of fellas and the first time i went into church uh my sister was attending the church my sister and my brother-in-law before they, they left for singapore they were there at the time and so i just I, I used to visit them and it's like you've got drug addicts coming into church right and lots of them that means you've got about 30 to 40 percent of the church you know congregation would be addicts and and even uh prostitutes and all you know people like that and some of them would smell really bad that means like they wouldn't have had their baths for quite a long time and all that stuff. And 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 I was like holding my breath, lah, right? Holding my breath sometimes. And and I was like, God, you know, you, you are, I'll be very honest, lah, being as honest as I can with you guys, right? I'm sure you guys are more Christ-like. <laughs> but okay, the thing is, when you, when you see these fellas and, and, and I'm like, okay, and these guys are, they are, some have been kind of like, uh, Part of the fellas had gone through drug rehab and come out. But part, some of these guys come straight from the streets because the church does street feeding every week after service. So they come into the church and you're wondering, okay, are they going to be like, you know, you'll be watching your wallets very carefully. You'll be, you know, you're wondering what these guys are going to do. And some of them come in there and they've got open festering wounds. I mean, like some of these holes in their legs are as big as golf balls. Okay, guys, no kidding. Right, and 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 it really smells bad. And Pastor Michael go up to these guys and hug them. You know, uh, it's like he, you know, these guys were like HIV positive, or, or you know, those days you're like so concerned about this stuff, right? In the late nineties and 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 early in two thousand, right? And I'm like, okay, but I I, I learned to 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 love these guys through Pastor Mike's uh, approach. He was a uh, a really really. Uh, excellent pastor lah. and he was ministering to one particular guy some of you might have heard of him called pastor isaac lee brother isaac lee isaac lee 
uh, was in the drug rehab. You know, he came in and out of the drug rehab 18 times. In the 18th time, he got clean. And he used to be lying down at the back of the church fully, you know, all. He was an addict. He was a drug pusher who became a drug addict. And he's also a, a, a thug, all right, a thug. If you go with him to, up much later after he got cleaned up, right, we went with him, you go with him to certain places like Putang's Link Street and all that, those thugs will come quickly open up their, their, uh, their doors, you know, like you go to a restaurant, even if it's packed, the owners of the restaurant will open, clear a table for you. So he was like quite some, some, some serious thug, you know. So what happened was, uh, he kept showing love to this guy. You know, you send a guy to a drug rehab, not once, not twice, 18 times, you know, and you still trust that he will come out of it okay. You know, and he used to sit with him and, 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 and he reflected God's love to him. And much later, Isaac got cleaned up. He went to, he was an HIV positive guy. He went to Bible school and nobody wanted to accept him those days. And Pastor Mike, you know, he, he, he was the central district superintendent of the assemblies of God at the time. And he told him, you know, I will vouch for this guy that he'll complete this program. I mean, like, and many of those guys said, Hey, you know, you're risking your credibility with this guy. Would you really want to do it? And he did watch for him. And, and Isaac eventually ended up uh, pastoring the Chinese church. You know, until the time he went to be the Lord and God really blessed him and, 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 and uh, completely transformed this chap. All because one man reflected God's love to him intensely, persistently, just like, and, and what one thing uh, Isaac told me, he said, you know what, the further away I tried to run from God, the faster God ran after me and grabbed me, the harder he held on to me, you know, and I just want you to know this. We have to know that God is more than able to do what he said. But the question I have to ask, we have to ask ourselves is, are we willing to, to go the distance? God has set the path for us and paved the road for us. But are we willing to go the distance? I'm not saying that we'll be in that sort of an extreme place, but if God asks you to, <laughs> you know, would you want to reflect his love? I'll, I will not answer that question for you, all right? No, I will not answer this that question for you on this slide. Let's go to the next slide. Okay, SIBKL at SB, a fervent church that is ardent in faith, prayer, and love, thriving in Jesus Christ. This is my equation, law. It's not some simple equation, but it's, I mean, it's not a short equation. Like it's quite, it's got lots of fervents in it, right? So fervent in spirit equals fervent in faith, trusting in the word of God, trusting that Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith, will be our, our focus in everything that we do, in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions. We would look to him to guide us. We would anchor ourselves in him, knowing that he is a God who is Chakap Sarupa Bikin. What he said, he will do. And he is both willing to save us, he's able to save us, he's able to deliver us, he's able to provide for us, and he is willing, right? And be fervent in prayer. Step on that intensity pedal and do not take your foot off, right? The most exciting life is the life of faith. Amen. 
and that is the most intense light. It's not like being so, um, you know, so like so rigid. You know, then we. We'll, I think Pastor Fergus and I have to pray for you and cast out the spirit of rigidity. It's not about coming to the place where you're so rigid, but being cool. Because when God is there, there is intensity, but there is liberty. There is peace. Amen. And let us be a church that is fervent in love so that when they see us, they will see the Jesus who lives in us. When they see us, they will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you and I have been with Jesus. And Jesus is with us. Amen. Let this be a ch our church. This is my prayer. This is Pastor Fergus' prayer. This is the prayer of the leadership for you and for us that we would be fervent in spirit. When you talk about being fervent in spirit, we have this faith in his word. When you have this intensity in prayer, when you operate in the love of God, you cannot be defeated in any circumstance because you will not quit. Because God supplies you with the strength. God provides you for the journey. All you have to do is stay the journey and see the victory because the victory is already won. Amen. And even for you to travel, traverse that journey, God provides the fuel by His Spirit. Amen. I just want you to lift up your hands to the Lord this morning. Let's just lift up your hands to the Lord this morning. And just welcome His presence. I know He is there, right? I just want you to just say, Welcome, Lord Jesus. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome into the atmosphere of our homes. Father, even as you are here, we want to welcome you. We want to honor you. We want to bless you. We thank you, Father, for the blueprint that you have given Pastor Fergus. And Father, for the leadership of the leadership of this church, the blueprint that you are revealing step by step. That as a church, as individuals, as a family, and as a community, as a church, we would walk into the destiny of ordained for us. We will know the plans you have outlined and designed for each one of us as individuals, as couples, as a family, and as a church and as a community to see your kingdom purposes established, to see your word, your will come to pass. And Father, we just thank you that even as we are finishing off 2021, you would bring us into that place if we are not already there, into that perfect place, the place of your perfect will, not your permissive will, but in your good, perfect will this morning. Father, we just ask for a fresh revelation of the cross of Jesus. We ask for a fresh revelation of your glory, that we would know the fellowship of your suffering, Lord Jesus, but we will also know the power of your resurrection. Let us be a church that is fervent, that is intense, that is ardent, that is burning with a passion to love you and to see your will fulfilled in our lives. Father, right now, if there is a need for healing, emotional, physical, whatever that, let there be a release of your power, let there be a release of your anointing in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I, I, I 
I'm just, you know, we've got the prayer breakout rooms open afterwards and you can go there. Uh, if there is a need, just type prayer and they'll be praying for you. But right now, you know, if there is, I, I, I feel that, you know, there is, there, there is someone, you know, who's got, who's got uh, a lot of thoughts in your head and, and you're really waved down. Someone, some, some of you right now, I just pray for God's peace. I pray for God's shalom over you in Jesus name. Father, I just thank you, Father, that you're casting out the clutter, you're casting out the clutter and bringing your peace, bringing your peace in Jesus name. Bring your peace in Jesus' name. Bring your peace in Jesus' name. Anyone who needs a healing, Father, just meet them at the point of their needs in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, we bless you. We worship you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your favor. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Father, even this morning, as we depart from here, Lord, just want to pray for a fresh outpouring of your presence upon each life, upon each family that is represented here, that God, your word, your will, your purposes will be established in our lives. Fulfill your good pleasure over us. Father, I seal the doorposts and the lintels of every life with the blood of Jesus. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance towards you. Turn his face toward you and bless you with his shalom, his peace, his prosperity of spirit, soul, and body. His provision, his protection, and his presence in Jesus' name. Amen.